Trust deplorable. All right, let me put on. Hey, how's everyone doing? Dude, amazing. Good. How are you? Yeah, it's uh, you know, we're just biding our time. Um, you know, March thirteenth, we've been uh, kind of locked down. Um, yeah, I feel But things are looking up, obviously, for obvious reasons. <laughs> we'll Why? What's happening today? You know, what's been going on in the country? There's been nothing going on, right? Nothing's yeah, going I, on anywhere. Yeah. Now I feel like uh, maybe the world can um, focus on you guys and what's going on with you guys. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> so you right? can all laugh at us again. <laughs> okay, that's the best I'm going to do. That's lovely. Hi, everybody. Hello. I'm so happy to see you guys. It's been it's been a minute since I've spoken to either of you, especially you, Mr. Really? Chow. How 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 far away are you guys from each other? We're a ways now. Away now. Yeah, drive wise, probably a couple hours away from one another. Oh really? Yeah. Um I recently moved. Sorry, that should probably be a little easier to hear me. The microphone actually in front of me. Um I moved about two two months ago. Even then, I was just about an hour, an hour okay. away from Kaz and Team London. Yeah, I, I, you know, as an American, I don't know uh, any geography outside of my region. You know, <laughs> I moved from I moved from the west side of LA, West LA, to Pasadena, basically. Okay. Not even that. That's not even accurate, Ray. Sorry. I moved to like almost like Monrovia. Okay. Yeah. So you're out a little ways. Yeah, I'm a little ways out. So it's probably greener. It is. It's not bad. Kaz, are you frozen? It looks like she's frozen. There she is. Um, Am I frozen? No, it's just I'm just not saying anything. <laughs> it's a little. It's a little choppy because your face is frozen on my screen. So. I don't know if Ray's experiencing the same. What I might do then, I'll turn off my, all my devices connected to the internet. So it is interesting that with all, you know, the one good thing for Boris is, uh, I think the elections and Corona has really taken away the conversation about Brexit, you know, I feel like at least from over here, like you really have to dig pretty far uh, to see what's going on. Um, you know, it's interesting. I mean, I was just thinking that a couple of days ago that we haven't we haven't really had the conversation about Brexit because, like yeah. you said, it's been kind of overshadowed, but it's definitely going to be back in the spotlight right. within. It, it, I mean, it is it is going on, but we're just not hearing about it. It's it's all very kind of let's just sweep that. Let, let's just cover it over with something. Let's just do a lockdown and see how that goes. That's right. That's what's going on. Which to me suggests that they're not coming up with plans. You know, they're just in denial. Yeah. You know, because yeah, so it's going to be a no Brexit. Yeah, there's no transparency. I mean, you have to assume the worst. At least that's what we've learned in the last four years. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking you of know. the last four years, you had a big election over there. Got uh got your guy out of there. And now uh hopefully he's 
going to actually relinquish the throne and let Joe and, and co move in. What's yeah. the, uh, what's the talk about that? I actually saw a picture well, of Melania Trump with her arms linked up with uh, one of the soldiers while they were laying the wreath yesterday. Oh, really? I thought that oh, was yeah, exciting. Yeah. That was, yeah. Saucy. You know, I think, um, <laughs> I think the whole country is a little bit shell shocked, you know, if I can speak for the entire country. You um, can speak from every Ray. This is, Thoughts from LA to the UK, you are right yeah. there. So you are pretty much, boom, the voice of America. Because my friend Dana is supposed to be joining. She literally just started text messaging me. So hopefully she'll hop on. Yeah. I feel like, um, you know, I personally am, am cautiously optimistic. Um, you know, a part of me thinks like a lot of irreparable damage has already been done. But then a, lot, a part of me thinks like, hey, we're on the right track. I mean, just like in the transitional period, I mean, Biden has done like one or two incredible things that we have not seen in four years, you know? Right. So um, I feel like that that is a step in the right direction. But, you know, I think now the larger issue is just the the um, the conflict with amongst the citizens, you know, I mean, I think... I don't think anyone predicted it would be that close. I mean, 7 million people voted for Donald Trump, you know, so that, that's a, that's a lot of, you know, I was really busy making fake ballots, you know? <laughs> well, I heard he, he's losing the popular vote by something, by quite a substantial amount. I don't yeah, know the numbers. It's gonna, yeah, like over 5 million. Yeah, that's counting. what I thought it was, but I, that so seemed like a lot. So yeah, I didn't want to say yeah. 5 million. Um, I don't, I don't, he's not going to win. I mean, there's lots of things uh, that, that Trump could do to delay. And that's what it seems like they're doing. At least that's what I'm seeing on the internet right now. And um, hopefully it all, you know, goes smoothly, but I'm more worried about what happens with, you know, the people on the streets. But like you yeah. said, it's, it's like the civil unrest was already there and now you've ousted their, 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 I don't want to say Fuhrer, but <laughs> you know what the the nice thing about what we're experiencing right now, and I feel like it's everything is relative to everything else that's going on in the world. The nice thing about us and this predicament is we have an end date, you know, January 20th noon, you know, so it's like the light at the end of the tunnel. So I think that uh, just provides so much hope. Like this is a finite period, you know, yeah he can do as much as he wants, but at least we know there's an end in sight. So I think that's really welcome relief compared to like coronavirus where we have no end in sight, you know, and um, everything, like even the last administration, like we knew the election was November 3rd, but that didn't signal an end, you know? So um, I think, you know, as human beings, we all like that, um, that, you know, something to look forward to. I mean, we all look forward to Christmas, right? Although this year I'm canceling Christmas, so. Official. This is yeah. coming from LA. This shit's canceled. Thanks to Rachel. Thanks, Ray. So, so we can just look forward to Christmas 2021. So it's, you know, 14 months away. The build Sorry, up. Kid. The Sorry, build kid. up. Can you just imagine <laughs> no Christmas for a whole year? We have to compile the two. That'd be amazing. Um, Dang it. This is why I started taking notes and I didn't take notes because you said something that I wanted to touch on and now I've forgotten what it was. Well, do we have playback? Whiskey and it's my fault. Um, yeah, what time is it over there, 
with it's, you guys. It's 8 p.m. So oh, nice. It's drinking it's 8 time. 8 p.m. on Thursday, right? Yes. So you're in the future. Yeah. Not Australia, Ray, but we are in the future. Yeah, you're yeah. in the future. Yeah, we're in the future. Hey, so um, do you guys celebrate Halloween? Because we effectively canceled Halloween in Los Angeles. I saw that. I loved that. I thought it was so crazy that they canceled trick-or-treating and people were trying to do it from their cars, like from the trunks or something. I saw online somewhere. and they were Well, like, no. there was a, something called trunk, tr- trunk, trunk or Treat, which mm. they had been kind of doing all along. But that was like in addition to the traditional trick-or-treating. But... So do they do that in, in England? Um, I think Kaz would probably be able to answer that one a little better. I know we did a Halloween party and, you know, we go out and, I mean, fancy dress is kind of a thing here, right? It's like, if you like to wear messed up clothes, this is the place to be. Yeah, my sister and I go to um, the Riverley Ballroom, which is um, quite a famous ballroom just down the road from where I live. And every year they throw, apart from this year obviously every year they throw a massive shindig everybody makes a real effort you know me and my sister try and outdo each other every year on our costumes here trick-or-treat is not so prominent not not in this area anyway um i didn't get anybody knocking on my door a lot of gangs where Kaz lives yeah she lives in the she lives in a tough part of town (laughs) so that's london isn't it it's not a holiday geared for the kids, necessarily. It can be. It's ramping up, definitely. It never really used to be a thing. When I was a kid, we never really used to go trick-or-treating, um, probably because mum and dad would never let us out of the house. But it was it was not so much of a thing. Now everybody's kind of ramping it up. The decorations are getting a bit more, you know, extra it's 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 definitely kind of coming up the ranks but it's still we're we're way behind you guys you guys go all out go america as we (laughs) as we spread uh, obnoxious behavior and obesity around the world (laughs) it's all part of our plot the positive influence of america western civilization yeah we got mcdonald's over there (laughs) and now halloween it's hilarious. So tell me what, yeah. what lockdown's been like, because we're, we've entered into lockdown 2.0, uh, as yeah. you may or may not be aware of. And after, you know, we've been through the first lockdown and it was obviously so new and unexplored territory that it was completely different to how I see lockdown now. I just got back from London. It doesn't even seem like anything is locked down except yeah. for you know retail stores like if i want to go buy a new pair of shoes that's gotta wait everything else business as usual well for sure los angeles you know is is hyper um compliant so that's really good i mean for the most part um yeah i remember so distinctly when this first started in march i mean it was eerily quiet like no traffic nothing and i think at that time i mean everyone around the world probably just felt like, hey, great, this is going to be fun, you know, let's get out the, the puzzles, etc. But now, you know, we're going to eight months, uh, we're on the brink of maybe another lockdown, other parts of the country have started. But, you know, we're in a very unusual situation where 50% of the population don't even believe that this is a thing, you know. Um, so how do you reason with that, you know, so 
Uh, Los Angeles is good. It's a nice liberal bubble that is very compliant. Um, I think it's unusual, like when you see someone without a mask, you're like, well, you know, and then, but you go, you know, half an hour, hour south to Orange County, and it's very different. It's much more, um, more deniers and, and more open and they opened up. But, you know, I think at the end of the day, we don't know what is going on. And I can see the other side because you look at, um, at Disney World that opened, you know, so Disneyland in California is closed. The world in Florida is open and Florida has just been like denying this whole thing. And, you know, although it's hard to, um, it's been hard to contact trace out of Florida, Florida itself has not experienced an explosion. Like Orlando has not like suddenly had an explosion of cases. Florida is not doing well, but I think there's other reasons. But, you know, no one's come out and said, oh, because of Disney World, X X, Y, and Z has occurred. But of course, we don't know because people are spreading. And I do know one person, one friend that did go to Disney World since uh, this started, and he said it was very um, strict and he felt very safe. So, mm. but you know, I, I think that, you know, um, that is part of the debate. You know, they look at, at, at um, Disney World and say, look, we're fine. Um, so maybe that is a solution. I don't know. But I think at the end of the day, we all make our personal choices. I mean, I would not go to Disney World, you know, right now. So, so you're talking about like herd immunity then? Um, yeah, I, I don't know enough about that. Specifically, I do think that in general, the scientists say, no, that is not an option. It's mm-hmm. too uh, dead cost benefits not there. And we'd have to reach such a high level of percentage um, that it would just be just dis- disastrous. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I have friends that live in, in, in Asia and I look at them and they're like, it's almost like quote unquote normal, you know, but they've always been, uh, you know, they've always relied on masks anyways. So it's, I don't know. I, you know, I, I feel like it's so complicated and, um, but there is something wrong in the United States because we're going on eight months looking at a second lockdown. And then you look at other countries and they are, you know, on the path to, you know, returning to normal. So we're obviously doing something wrong. Right. I agree. We've got uh, Pfizer and another company called Modena or something like that. I don't remember off the top of my head with a vaccine coming out. So um, 90% success rate from the Pfizer uh, vaccine, which is, worrying uh are you taking it ray donald trump said uh, that it had pfizer released the results he would have won he's like how, how dare you not yeah. release those it is interesting the timing of things um i probably will not because i am okay with um quarantining like right. literally i go out if it's directly related to work or to get groceries hmm. i you know, I've probably since March, I've probably can probably gone to like four or five social functions, but they were all outdoors. And I was like, by far the most compliant. It was funny because um, I was like wearing the mask every single second, except for eating. And um, then there was a recent social gathering. And I just said, no, it's getting too close to the holidays. The numbers are bad. I'm not going. And then I had heard like, oh, and they were like, yeah, 
like we were eating dinner and Ray was like wearing his mask. And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, you know, we are inside and that's what you're supposed to do. But it is interesting. I've been on set a handful of times, uh, you know, recently as well. And uh, true to form, they're super, super compliant. But I think a lot of it's just for show. Um, Because so the last time I was on set, it was for a bigger studio. And they so we have to have all these compliance officers now like on hand, they're like third parties and they introduce themselves and they say, you know, we're just here to monitor and answer any questions. And like literally in a 10 hour day, I heard her tell one group of people to disperse. <laughs> and, and otherwise, so I was pretty separate, but I was, I happened to be on a day where it was mostly stunt actors. So it was about 25, 30 stunt actors and they kind of knew each other, they were very clicky anyways. And they were constantly together. And only once did I see her tell them to disperse. And then other times they're like, you know, okay, get out of shot. And then they're like, like we're all scrunched together. So totally not compliant mm. in practice. But anytime a principal or a star came by, not only were they compliant, but they like treated us like we were carriers. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> like you had to, everyone had, within proximity had to put on not just the mask, but had to put on a shield. And then on one set, it was like, okay, so the celebrity who shall be unnamed is going to enter this way. So when I say, I forgot what the cue was, some stupid phrase. When I say this word, you people have to move and huddle in this corner so that the star has this pathway. And I'm like, oh, okay. So in order for the star to walk by, we're gonna like get in a cluster, yeah, contaminate each other just so she had. Oops, yeah, he, or she, you can say the initials. I'm looking at my NDA right now from the stuff that I was about to start talking about. You can say yeah. her, and he or she are non binary <laughs> celebrity could walk by, so He's it's so really funny. So <laughs> but you know, but I get it because like we are totally replaceable, so is crew, yes. right? Because crew is like blah, 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 blah. But then when the star comes, it's like mask and shield because mm-hmm. like, yeah, I could get a new gaffer or I could even get a new first AD, but right. I can't get a new celebrity. Right. That's crazy. So um, I want to compare what you're doing versus what I'm doing. Uh, what did they give you guys tests, COVID tests? Oh yeah. Really? How, what, yeah. how, how um, regimented were those? It's super strict. So the big studio I was at, Everyone got tested every second day on, on location. Um, and then you had to get tested prior to location. And then I am shooting on Monday and I had to shoot, I had to get a test yesterday. So Wednesday, I had to get a test again on Friday to shoot on Monday. Right. But again, it, it's typical like kind of band-aid approach because we all know that I could get tested on Friday, but I could, you know, be exposed to it on, on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And then technically, you know, I could be asymptomatic on Monday and still. Yeah. For you know, a, a week or two, but still. Yeah. But yeah. you know, what can you do? I mean, they're doing it the best they can. I think in typical American fashion, a lot of it's for show, like to say we're compliant and to like, you know, avoid litigation hmm. at the end of the day, like, do they really care? Like, no, like, I don't, I don't feel like on set, like they really cared about my safety. Hmm. You know, they certainly cared about, the celebrity safety but that's a that's a cost benefit analysis yeah it's an insurance thing (laughs) kaz you're in an office 
what's happening with um with your vaccine situation because we were talking about this on a podcast last night night before about mandatory inoculation so what happens when because what had happened was is i was in london and i went into a restaurant and the lady said let me see a covid app and i'm like I don't have an app on my phone. <laughs> you know, not, I don't have that. I refuse. So she says, I need your name, your number, blah, blah, blah. So I write down, you know, Donald Duck, blah, blah, whatever. So um, it looks like it might be getting to a point where I can't go places. We can't go places business-wise. You can't come to our gym unless you've been cleared, et cetera. What is it like in your office, assuming that you went back to work briefly until they kicked us out again? And are you going to do the vaccine when it comes out? So we started to get the office ready for going back, but then the infection rate crept up and crept up and crept up. And then as a company, we said, no, we're not going to go back just yet. And then they've basically now said, we're not going back until April. Oh, wow. So, wow. Mm -hmm. so that's working from home then. Um, yeah yeah as as much as i can because i'm the office manager and my job is in the office it's making sure that the office is safe and nobody dies and everyone gets coffee and snacks so yeah i'm working from home which means i'm basically studying and watching netflix and <laughs> drinking which is yay great um, but I think if, if, if I don't think we're going to pressure people to, to get a vaccine, I don't think we we you know would be in a position to do that. The vaccine they've said won't be available to people that are under the age of fifty initially. So they're going to do the most vulnerable first, then they're going to do down the ages until it gets to fifty, and then at the moment there's no plan to vaccinate any, anybody under the age of fifty who isn't already vulnerable. So who knows, it, it could be it could be another year before we are all back in the office properly. Um, when we do go back to the office, it will be a 25% capacity affair, which is great because it means that I don't have to go in every day. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a very weird situation. A lot of people are not embracing it. Whereas I'm just like, great it's bloody great i can just study and exercise and just spend time with my cats and hang out and do nothing it's perfect I don't even have to wear clothes it's fab so when you say vulnerable do you mean pre-existing conditions or do you mean like emotionally vulnerable <laughs> no no pre-existing conditions oh. emotionally vulnerable people I don't know if there's much we can do for them right now, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, there's, I mean, there's, it's a very odd situation. I don't know how people are coping outside of my little bubble, but yeah, I know, I know there's a few people that are not happy with the situation. They're not coping with a lack of social interaction. They can't see their friends. They can't see their family, but yeah, it's all very, very odd. That's going to be even bigger, like with Christmas coming up, because that's like the, at least in my estimation, the largest social gathering in, in this country and probably in the States as well, I would think. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. 
think, uh, you know, I'm okay with uh, having a more subdued holiday season, but, um, you know, I think it's human nature. I think people are getting tired of this, but um, I don't Dash know. Is, I mean, Dash is getting tired of being locked up wherever you've got him oh, trapped. <laughs> so she is like, she is outside and you can hear it. Sometimes when I walk down the street, I can hear her like two blocks away. And I was like, so embarrassed. <laughs> anyway, I didn't mean to cut you off. Sorry. That's okay. No, you know, I think uh, we'll get through this. You know, I mean, we have no choice. So, with I want to take it back to acting because we're doing the same thing with Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I actually have to go to, um, I have to go get tested tomorrow. And um, I'm not, a, I've not worked, so I, I don't know what it's going to be like, like you said, where they're telling you guys all to move to the side and, you know, X, Y, and Z. Um, what do you think this is going to, how it's going to impact our industry? Because, yeah. I mean, this is a big, a big deal. And you can't really, yeah. uh, you think they're just going to change the way they write stuff or? Um, I'm concerned for myself just based on where at the level I'm at. So mm. I describe it as it's kind of like a snow globe and the snow is still falling and we really don't know how it's going to fall. Um, I can only compare this to two other events. One is the, the writer's strike, which I think was in, 2009 ish like nine ten yeah, yeah 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 and then also more recently we had a kind of conflict with the unions and the the writers um all fired their agents so that did not have as big of an impact but out of those two examples plus this example from what i'm seeing so far it's like so many things as the dust settles it's like those at the top are fine like mm. they are resuming, you know, they're getting their paychecks now and they're back to normal. And it's everything down the line. We are literally like experiencing the hunger games. It's like, we are like fighting. We, we were fighting for scraps anyways. And now we're like really fighting for all the scraps. So, you know, it's very disheartening. A lot of people have left and given up because, you know, I feel like, oh, I've spent the last 10 years in Hollywood, like kind of clawing my way every little step. And then now it's like this big reset and everyone kind of falls down a couple notches, not because of their talent or ability, but because everything is falling down. You know, it's a trickle down effect. So I, I don't saw, know. It, it, go ahead. Yeah. It, you know, I think I had kind of written off 2020, so I'm going to wait till 2021 and see how everyone resets. I've been really lucky because I've always had really, strong representation and I've been going out a lot, particularly commercially. I've been going out for a ton of commercials, but I haven't booked anything, which again suggests, you know, there is new dynamics at play here because I'm getting just as many auditions as normally and I'm not getting as many callbacks or bookings. And I think it has something to do with, you know, they're all at home self tapes now. Mm -hmm. So maybe they're seeing more people and, you know, so the industry is changing. Uh, some by design and some by just, you know, by choice or by force. So I'm curious to see how that'll play out. So, you know, I'm hopeful, but um, it's scary. 
one question I would have for you. Um, are you seeing a change in rates? Because I know when we had the markets crash after the, 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 the housing bubble blew up in 08, um, subsequent to that, like where you were doing a national before where you might get like 60 to $80,000 is not, it went to like 40 <laughs> quickly. Yeah, I, think, I think rates have not been affected per se by the pandemic. I think there's other things that have caused the rates to go down. The only reason, the only link between the pandemic and the rates is fewer jobs. So uh, that is probably first and foremost. But I also noticed like, at least in LA, Am I frozen or is he frozen? He's frozen. Okay. Ray froze. It was cast the whole time before. <laughs> now it's Ray frozen. <laughs> uh, we were so close to wrapping this up too. We had like eight minutes left. There he is. Hey, he's back. Sorry, we lost you for a second there. Yeah, we're just waiting to see how the industry bounces back. Oh, you know, you had mentioned about the the content. Um, it was interesting. I did. I had one audition for um, um, uh, a medical, uh, an hour long medical drama, and they at the time they were contemplating introducing coronavirus into the world of the show. So we auditioned without masks and with masks. Um, I I don't watch the show, so maybe that's why I didn't book it, but. I don't know if they have introduced it because I know the Connors, they have introduced it, but it's like to one ed, like you introduce coronavirus into your world, then that means they're all going to have to wear masks from here on out, you know, and I don't, I don't see, you know, that being a viable um, or reasonable response, but I, I'm curious when audition, they were up in the air because it was very clear, like, Hey, do one without a mask and do one with a mask. Um, and I've also, I had a commercial last week where it was, we were all going to wear masks. So we did the audition in masks. That's crazy. I haven't, I haven't experienced anything like that yet. I can see how they might do something like that because it's our new normal. Um, maybe not so much the Corona aspect, but the mask aspect of it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would think conventional wisdom would say, don't introduce it because you know, you're trying to sell, you know, happiness in a product. Why would you want to remind people that they're wearing a mask? So, you know, I can see both sides. Um, but I had also read early on when commercials started coming back and they were all Zoom related, um, you know, a lot of industries said, hey, they're going to they're gonna get sick of that because there's only so much creative license you can take where everyone's Zooming on camera, you know? Right. And it's also very contrite. It's also like they had to come up with scenarios where they didn't say we're zooming because if we go outside, we're going to die. You know, <laughs> they had to like come up with like clever ways to normalize it without, you know, speaking of the elephant in the room. So right. um, yeah, I'll be curious to see. I mean, I don't watch a lot of TV, so I don't really, you know, like Connors, I just saw a billboard where they're all wearing masks. So. Uh, I wonder how it is in, in like Asian countries. I don't know if, if, you watch tv when you if you've traveled but because the masks have been a part of their culture over there for a while you know like when i see people from maybe china or whatever or japan i think coming you know like at the airport or even just in the streets a lot of times i'll see them with their mask on long before you know the pandemic was was even a thing and i wonder if they their television their entertainment if that was part of their normality in media 
Yeah. I, I think that that's from a sociological point of view, that's a very interesting um, distinction because uh, so Japan is a model country for masks and they attribute it to, you know, a decade ago with the bird flu. It's like they all wore masks to eradicate the flu and then they just kept it as part of their, their kind of social that if you had a cold, you put on a mask. And so, um, you know, but it from a cultural makes sense because you know Japan is very uh, um, group oriented. You know, it's not in a culture that that um, you know uh, encourages individuality. Although you know now America is slowly them, you know, but um, you know they did it out of courtesy. You know, and mm. uh, it was no big deal. So and and they're the ones that have emerged quicker than we have. Right, right. That's cool. So we're almost out of time here. I do have a secondary, <laughs> but I think we're good. And 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 um, Dash is like, yo, seriously, you're still talking to that TV <laughs> screen thing? Knock it off. Um, so Kaz, you're not getting the you're not getting the vaccine. I'm not getting it. No. Ray's not getting it. I think we're all gonna be we're gonna be on the fringes of society before you know it. Because we were, we were going down this microchip conspiracy rabbit hole last night where you have all your health data and your chip. You know, we've moved from the phones and the watches tapping to now it's just in you. All your money's there, your ID, your medical, everything, your vaccine verification. You, have that? you know, the thing of it is, is when we buy and get all these new little gadgets, like you can see me, I'm surrounded by all this gadget, gadget shit that it's also always sold to us under the guise of convenience. Like, oh, this app, it's, it, that's how it started with apps. It's going to make your life easier. It's this is going to, oh, and you know, you don't have to remember phone numbers and I have a calculator and I can convert, you know, meters to feet and all in this little button. So I think they'll probably try and sell it to us like that. And well, I mean, we bought into putting credit cards on our phones and tapping to use our phones to pay and our watches. What happens if yeah. somebody steals your watch? I've not even done that yet. <laughs> yeah i'm not even doing the the card on the phone thing no. not even doing that ray are you doing i know you guys are a little bit behind the times with the touch wire or the touchless contactless. yeah stuff. i don't think that's extremely popular uh i do know you know a lot of the kids are using it but i i don't <laughs> use it i mean i think it's like you know i don't do it not out of safety concerns i just have not adopted it you right. know so I mean, at the end of the day, like how much easier do we need life to be to go to 7-Eleven and buy a donut? I mean, you know. <laughs> well, here's a prime ex here's a prime reason for them to make you make it easier because we don't right. want your cash anymore. We well, then, well, the next step is you go to 7-Eleven for your donut and they put it in your mouth. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, this link is about to die and I, I never really introed the show. Can we jump on the next link for like five minutes just so I can do an intro and we can wrap up and all that? Cause it's, it's literally going to hang up on us at any time now. Okay. Just wait for Kaz's stuttering video to load back up. I'm trying to decide which one of Kaz's, uh, frozen, frozen images that I'm going to use for the thumbnail throughout our throughout our pod because her, her feed has been stopped on something. Don't use a shit one. <laughs> hilarious. So um, before we before we 
got cut. We were talking about those microchips. I think um, I, I hate to say that I think that it's going to be an eventuality, but I definitely think it's going to be that. I definitely think we're going to be going towards something like that. And um, yeah, it's one of those things where you're just going to have to adapt or adopt whether you like it or not. But do you think it's going to be something that we're not going to have any control over? Do, do you think they're just going to go, yeah, fuck it. We're not going to do cards anymore. We're not going to do whatever else. Everything's got to be on this chip and nothing else is going to work. I don't think there, we're – go ahead, Ray. There, there is a chain in L.A. that has gone uh, cashless. Um, you know, I don't know if it's impacted their sales, but it's a restaurant. And, you know, they've, they've been cashless for, for a long time. So it's not necessarily the touch, but it's definitely, you know, a step towards that direction yeah we've got quite a few over here that are cashless as well just it's safer for them because they don't have to carry it overnight they don't have people breaking in trying to get yeah. all their money you know it's easier for them to to just go cashless way and easier. i get it way easier and it Isn't... doesn't impact the sales at all because they've got queues coming out of the door mm. for these places so especially now with with the current climate it's just it's going to be so easy to sneak this in Whereas I think, and, and Ray's probably way more in tune with this, having a legal background. I feel like a lot of times governments are playing chess with what we're, what they're going to implement, or at least try to try to implement. And they'll start drip dribbling out these little bits of policy that all link back to this one, you know, end game that they want to do and that say, that's the microchip. So they want to, Eh, well, we're going to do this because this will help you, you know, with this. And we're just we're going to raise the contact contactless limit from 30 to 45, which they did. And then people over here, you know, you don't have to take cash if you don't want to. And then credit card companies are lower their fees. And then, you know, for the for the uh, the vendors. And then, bam, here we are with these mandatory mm -hmm. chips. I think the chip will become mandatory. Um if you want to be able to function, you're not going to be able to function without it is what I think. Right. Right. I mean, I mean, that's the traditional leverage. I mean, so like in the United States, there was a time when they, uh, two examples come to mind, when they raised the drinking age from 18 to 21. And then when they also mandated speed limits were 65, you know, because prior to that, the states were free to set their own speed limits. So Texas had like 90 and then, you know, some states had drinking age at 17 and things like that. So while the federal government didn't have the right per se to say, hey, federal drinking age is 21, federal speed limit is 65, they, they incentivized it. So they said, hey, you can have your speed limit anything you want, but you're not getting any federal funds for your highways or, you know, whatever mechanism. So yeah, there is an agenda, whether that agenda is nefarious or not, we don't know. Um, but it's also, you know, the, the other side of the coin of all the liberties we enjoy is that suddenly everything is a liberty. I mean, how did wearing a mask become a civil right in the United States? And half the country thinks that it's an infringement on their civil right to be asked to wear a mask. So, you know, if, if that is divided the United States 50-50, imagine what a microchip is gonna do to our country. I mean, our heads are gonna explode. But, you know, I, you know to your point earlier about the, the, the um, COVID app, we have not gotten there yet, but you look at uh, China, that's how they 
that's how they eradicated it. They had, you know, obviously they're, you know, different, you know, they're of the authoritarian, but coincidentally, January 1, 2020, they had started a new national policy where everyone had to have download the citizen app that not only tracked them, but it was also fiction. So they literally know where every citizen is at every single second. And when COVID hit, they, they uh, incorporated the, the safety measures. So you could not leave your apartment unless you were green. Wow. Yellow, you had to quarantine. If you're red, you could not leave. And so want to go to the store? Fine. You got to show them you're COVID free. And, you know, and then they just had their, um, you know, their October, their biggest uh, holiday of the year. And literally, you know, billions of people traveled and we have not seen an uptick in cases. So, yeah, that's was the that was the compromise, you know. Um, You know, I mean, we're very lucky. We're very fortunate in the governments we have and the lifestyles we live. But we also can't take that for granted. We can't you know, forget, we also have responsibilities and obligations for those liberties. And, you know, to me, it's like, well, wear a mask to save other people, help the country, not, it's not an infringement on my personal rights. I agree, man. I'm on the same page with you. Kaz, I appreciate you coming and joining with us today. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure. It's like old school, like when we used to come come out to Weybridge and we used to do the podcast and, and oh, those are the <laughs> and uh Ray stay safe in California I appreciate you bringing the LA perspective to the show today will do As thanks always. for having me um shout out your guys Instagrams if you want to uh share them where can people find you Ray Ray Chow actor C-H-A-O Ray Chow actor Cas money's like, I'm not giving out my details. I ain't giving my details. <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. Hilarious. Thanks for listening, guys. If you're listening, thanks for watching. If you're watching, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Share with a friend, share with two enemies. If you want, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or iHeartRadio, don't forget to rate the show and leave a review because it helps keep us ranked, ranked, ranked. And to my two lovely friends here in california and england thank you very much for joining me today and we're out of here peace